Dawn and Steve will have Chuck Bentley with us from Crown Financial later to talk about retirement housing and elderly parents. How does that affect our finances? If you've got a question for him, then text 800-555-7898. But more importantly, Dawn's in blue because she's celebrating something. (laughs) I am celebrating so many things today. It is state tournament day for our boys basketball team. My daughter's a senior in high school and she manages the boys' basketball team and heading off to Cookville, Tennessee for the Final Four. Okay, so they're de- semifinals really? today. Wow, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Big, big stuff. I did not wear so pink they, today. So they play a little bit later today for that. Yes. And if they win, do they tomorrow play night. on? Okay. Yeah, tomorrow so night. So by tomorrow night, we'll know. We will know whether or not the Providence Christian Academy and Murfreesboro, Tennessee boys basketball team has won the state. But that that's our hope, and that's what we're cheering for today. So I'm actually in school colors. Yeah. I'm in my PCA gear today, and that is blue, which it kind of worked out for me. It did, because today is National Wear Blue Day. Yeah. It's to bring awareness to colon cancer. There and you go. So, there you go. You're uh, participating in both of those things today. You Didn't do even that. know that you're doing the second one. <laughs> it, which is which is so funny to be talk about irony, because I love that national calendar and all the celebrations it gives to us, just reasons to, you know, smile on a given day. And you must celebrate uh, colon cancer awareness almost daily, because you wear blue all the time. I wear blue all the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For... Just my favorite color. It's your yep. favorite color. And that's the whole premise, you know, behind a Friday is wear your favorite color day. So I did break the mold, but I told Ben this morning, it's just merely to blow Briggs's mind. He that's will a good not reason understand. Right yeah. Just to do it. Yep. <laughs> so good. I tell you something else that blows my mind, though, and that is sometimes as parents, what we do. We, as believers, we want our kids to know Jesus, and you're celebrating with us because the other thing today is my son, who's 23. He surrendered his life to Christ yesterday. And when I got home from Alabama, this was the news that greeted me. He was at That's the house. That's awesome. It, is at, it was so amazing to hear him tell us how this all went down, how he's known the Lord cerebrally in his head. And yet yesterday he repented to come into true relationship with him. And and so as a parent, you know, you're celebrating and that when you're texting in this morning saying, hey, congratulations to you and Ben. And just for Micah to know that he his name is written in God's book of life, the Lamb's book of life. This is all massively. You said, Steve, like nothing else. Oh, no, <laughs> this is your kid's eternity. I'm telling That's you. like the best. It is. It's so it's hard to change subjects. However, when you see parents doing some things that maybe if you talk about it, they'll realize this could bring damage to my child. You're thinking, okay. Okay, what's going on? Yeah, so there's this thing now that moms are setting up Instagram accounts for their girls. And the reason they're doing it is because the girls are not technically old enough to have their own Instagram accounts. And so mom posting photos, managing, if you will, being momagers. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the first no. problem. I think if you're if you're having to break a rule to do something. That right there. There's a reason that there's an age thing. Yes. All right. So that that's red flag number one. There's red flag number one. It, they get redder, I think. Do they? There. Okay. Yeah. What else is? 
So these Instagram accounts, as guardians, they're putting these posts, uh, the photos, the captions, and they're trying to get followers because they want to monetize this, right? They want their girls to have maybe a modeling contract or... Stop it. (laughs) Okay, Dad. (laughs) Okay. So the number of things come to mind uh, Uh for this right here. Number one, that's your kid. You're putting cash above your kid. Hmm. Stop it. <laughs> Don't put your cash above your kid. I understand you may have a beautiful kid. Every parent thinks their kid is the prettiest kid, sure. the cutest kid, handsomest kid. I get it. Their well-being, physical and mental well-being, is far more valuable than whatever little cash you're going to get from this. Now, if you get any well, right, brand live in reality. They're trying, yeah, they're trying to get brand contracts, modeling contracts, sponsorship, that kind of thing. Wait, what do you mean by uh, by mental well being, like to help your child? Yeah. How's this going against their uh, mental well being? So, how many times do we hear that our kids today have more anxiety, more depression? It elevated like crazy with cell phones, social media, comparisons, likes, you know, hearts, all the things our kids are comparing against themselves constantly. Social media being a major impactor or influencer of all of that. Don't do it to your kid. You're going to mess up your kid. I know you think you're probably not. You're going to mess up your kid. Well, that's just Stop it. Stop it. Be the parent. Protect your kid. I hear your passion as a dad <laughs> yeah. because you've got two young kids and you realize because of a lot of conversations we have and even maybe watching other kids that are dealing with all this stuff. I wonder, though, what does it take for a parent to go, oh, I'm doing that. Okay, Steve, I hear what you're saying. I'm I'm going to stop now and be the gatekeeper instead of the gate opener because here's what's happening with these Instagram accounts not only are they trying they're they are racking up massive amounts of followers and they're putting their daughters young kids now in tight-fitting clothing they're in kind of provocative stances mm-hmm. that they're they're I told you red flags got redder okay so when I said protect your kid emotionally and physically mm-hmm all right, you know who's watching your your little kids doing stuff? And there's Pedophiles. the next thing. Yes. Protect your kids. Yes. Physically and emotionally. Stop it. <laughs> I don't, can it, I be any clearer? It, it, no, I think I think we got I, okay. we got your heart on this. It, it's there are five thousand such accounts and the connections. There are thirty two million male followers. Uh, on these. What accounts. does that tell you right there? Mm. That we live in a sick, twisted, perverted, demented world. And mamas are saying, I hear you, but, but it's not enough. But I'm going to put cash in front of my yeah, kid? It's not enough to close the account. Mm-mm. Some mamas are saying, oh, I had no idea. Like, that was not my intent. And they're closing the account. But there Good. are more that are saying, yeah, I hear you. It's just not enough. But what do you think? What are you going to do five years from now, ten well, years from now, when your kid has been a victim of a pedophile? mm Okay, maybe you escape that. Great. Good. I, I pray that's the case. Sure. Right? But they're dealing with anxiety, depression, eating disorders, suicidal thoughts because they don't measure up, all these things. Why are you going to roll out the red carpet to all those things to your kids? Yeah. Stop it. Stop. <laughs>
You heard it from Steve. Okay. Stop it. There we go. And, uh, we're going to have to get you on one of these platforms so that you can be <laughs> passionate because it. I think it really matters for a dad to be so concerned about the next generation. This is great. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think a parent is supposed to be is a protector. Yeah. We don't do it perfectly. Sure. We don't. But there are certain things where you ought to be able to look at that and say, I need to protect my kid and put that over profit, put my kids over cash, get them off that stuff. Yeah. There's a reason there's an age limit. Like you started, the very first thing you said, they're breaking the age limit rules. There's a reason there's an age limit thing right there. Your kids can't handle it. I know you think your kid is special. They are special because they're created they in the image of God. And because they so are. So protect yes. that image. All right. I might climb off my soapbox, maybe. It's Don and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. All right, so we were in Tuscaloosa yesterday morning yes. doing the show on the road. And thank you to those who stopped by Yay. and said hi. It was great to meet you. You came home to, like, the best news ever. I did. One of your kids fully surrendering to Christ. I mean, it does not get better than that. Well, I came home to one of my kids who had been playing mailman during the day. He had found – one of my buddies used to work for the U.S. Postal Service, and I got an old hat from him. Oh, and cool. All this – and – Andrew has this fake little mailbox and mail. And, and so they were just playing like mail stuff. They had delivered mail to our bedroom. Uh -huh. So when I got home, I got to see the mail. One of those things that was in my mail was a little booklet talking about, is your kid ready for a, a cell phone? Oh, <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> I've been waiting for this day. Have you? I yeah. sure have. So you know, they know, the kids know that you can watch YouTube videos and play games and all that and cell phone and social media. And they're well aware of that. And they've heard us talk a little bit about, you know, the the good and the bad that comes along with that. So I, I thought the argument was an interesting one oh. that was posed at the dinner table last night. Okay. I so wanna... booklet and an argument. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, because I was asked, did you see, see the mail today? Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I, I saw the mail. Saw this little booklet. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to get a cell phone because I know that's how mom listens to Moody Radio. And and I want to hear Pastor Colin Smith with Open the Bible. And I want to hear Mark Job with Bold Steps. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay, interesting argument that's coming. I Very, right? very smart, Andrew. I did, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I just am climbing down off the soapbox from a few minutes ago. So I'm thinking, you know, no, we're not putting a cell right, phone right. in your no, kids. I know For the all answer. the things yes. that I was just talking about a minute ago Correct. and more, you're not getting a cell phone. But, yeah, I want to get more Mark Job and Colin Smith sure. in this kid's life. Absolutely. More biblical truth. So one of the things that, uh, thankfully, in that moment, I had, I don't know if it was God or, or what, but had this uh, little epiphany like, hey, we've got a random smart speaker laying around the house that doesn't have a use right now. Hey. And we can train that smart speaker to play Moody Radio and to play, the you know, Bold Steps and to play Open the Bible you and sure all these can. things. And there's no screen yeah. on that smart speaker. So we can get the good and keep the bad at bay for a little longer. And his reaction to that. Excitement. Solution? Wait, Sweet. I can have one of those in my room so I can listen whenever I want? Yes, you can. And Sweet. Yeah. So okay. he's like, and I could tell it to play the music I like too? Like, yes, you could. Wow. So there we go.
Okay. Well, then uh, there's still you still got some time, is what that's saying. Yeah, there will be right. a new argument, but I'm sure at there least will be. This one has been has been laid to rest. I'm, for now. I'm sure there will be, but like we were saying just a moment ago, yeah. I think one of the parents' jobs is yeah. to be a protector. Yeah. And while our kids are going to be prone to, you know, chasing after the things that they see everybody else have, I think. The longer that we can protect them from the dangers that comes with that, For sure. the better. For sure. Uh, the, I used to tell my parents, who gave me a hard time about protecting my kids it, from that kind of world, listen, the world and the enemy is coming at them as fast as it can. It is yeah. my job to stem the tide. And if you can do that by making choices that you don't get a cell phone or you're not watching certain movies or you're not reading certain books yet, whatever it is, these are the things that will help you. And you got to take it to the Lord. Like, uh, sure. Todd? I mean, we can use some of those things as training. Yes. Right? We can't put them in a bubble. But no. at the same time, we can provide a covering of sorts. We can protect them for as long as we can yep. and train them how to use these things, hopefully, well and ha- effectively. Having the same conversations that you guys have already had with the kids. Like, they know. It's not like, no, you're not getting one because I said so. There there are reasons they're educated as to the pitfalls and the dangers and trust mom, trusting mom and dad. Yeah. I like I at this point, I refuse to hand you a future addiction. Yeah. I refuse to give, you know, do what I can to pour gasoline on the anxiety and depression that's coming your way anyway. Sure. So we're just we're going to hold that at bay for as long as we can. Stem the tide. Yeah. Todd, thank you for your text this morning, brother. I know you're you're just cheering Steve on on the soapbox a moment ago, but I know you love your family well, and you want to see brothers and sisters love their family well, too. Don and Steve in the morning as we are moving in now to music from Micah Tyler with I See Grace. And that is something that is still true no matter what has happened in our families right now. God is still extending his grace. And we're glad you are. You're going to be glad you are, especially if you're in that stage of life where you have aging parents. Now, this is always really, really challenging when we are um, dealing with what to do. How do we best care for the folks that cared for us? And there's a new term to me, Chuck Bentley, of Crown Financial that I am so glad you're defining because I think we're going to hear this more and more. And that term is A-D. You, what is that ADU? Yeah, I got that question, Don, and uh, I didn't know what it meant either. Accessory dwelling unit. And I, I actually got uh, a kick out of it because I've seen so many different types of living quarters and had uh, so many questions through the years of what people should do about this. So uh, I, was, uh, I, was in a, uh, I was in Connecticut two weeks ago. And a friend of mine uh, took me outside and they had purchased one of those, what I call a, you know, like a barn that you get from Home Depot. One of those, uh-huh. look like a, look like you put your lawnmower in there. Like an oversized shed? Yeah, it looked like a shed, just simple shed. And I went inside and they had made it just regal. I mean, it was uh, a new living quarters on their property. And I thought, Wow. This is a this is a really cool thing. It was a low cost way to expand their home, and uh, you can live out there and, and enjoy it. They can rent it. So this ADU is a is a good term because it doesn't necessarily mean expanding the basement or adding a bedroom onto the house. Yeah, and, and I love that. And I'm thinking, yes, that could be used for elderly parents. But Chuck, you you could expand that out 
pretty much anybody could end up living there, right? Well, uh, you know, Steve, this is personal to me this week. Uh, I don't know if you read the Gallup survey, but more adult, young adults are living at home now mm -hmm. than in the past 60 years. And I was interviewed by World Magazine on that very topic on whether that's a bad thing or a good thing. Well, that very week, our 26-year-old asked if he could move back in temporarily. And so it's, you know, it was very personal. Yeah. Uh, and I said, you know, there's, you're either creating a dependency or you're delighting and you want to help. And I think there's more delight in that than people may realize. I love seeing uh, families coming back together, whether it's the sandwich generation where there's still kids at home and elderly moving back in. Getting families back together is a, is a good thing. Well, for us, not only did our son move back in, but we had already committed to some missionaries that they could uh, come live here as well for a season. So we've got a house full now, Steve. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. As the Lord gives us opportunity to serve others and be available to to have family, if you will, come home. But whether it's your son like by blood or adoption, and then, of course, the family that belong to the Lord and coming in to live as missionaries. This is an interesting thing, though, Chuck. I've had this conversation with my mom where she was saying, you know, Don Ray, you need to launch those kids, get them out of the house, let them be independent. And I agree. I want them to have great independence. And yet I said, Mama, when did things change? When did we go from homesteading and, you know, having property and all the family would build on the property because they wanted to continue to not only have the family unit, but they wanted to work the land together? Maybe that answers it's the question answers itself. But when did we start to shift from this? Hey, yeah, let's keep the family together in proximity to get out, go, don't come back. Yeah, people would say it's the shift from an agrarian society to uh, an industrial society, moving to cities, especially now uh, working remote. People can live anywhere, and so families live all over the country. Uh, you know, we have a group text for our family just to stay in touch because it's not easy anymore. We're all spread out. So I like this idea that we're coming back together. Uh, and especially with when you think about the, the senior care cost, mm -hmm. uh, assisted living is wildly expensive. We looked at that for my father, and then we started asking ourselves, well, if we were going to help with that, uh, if all the, you know, the kids were going to pitch in and help with that, wouldn't it be a better investment if we just built a place for him to live with one of us? And the truth is, it is a better investment. It's it's a better way to look at it. Not only do you get probably a return on your investment by expanding your housing or adding some sort of dwelling unit, uh, but you also get the priceless rewards of that time with them. Yeah. Uh, our 26-year-old is preparing for uh, his future and saving some money for a home. We're delighting that he's here for just a season with us. Yeah, I love that as well. Chuck Bentley of Crown Financial with us this morning. And, you know, he answers listener questions and people who uh, listen to his radio program and write in. And so he's got a Ask Chuck blog. You're going to find this article that we're talking about a little bit this morning on there, crown.org, if you want to get connected as we continue talking about ADUs, accessory dwelling units, pros and cons, more of those coming up in a few minutes.
Chuck Bentley of Crown is with us as we're talking about ADUs. You know what that is? I didn't know what that was before just a few minutes ago. Accessory dwelling units. It's those. She shed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she shed or a separate man cave that's out there. And you've turned that into a place where maybe in-laws or the elderly parents or maybe that kid who is rebounding back home for a little while could be missionaries. But Chuck, as we've talked a little bit about how these could come in pretty handy in ways that they could be used You've got some pros and cons that you address in there, some things to think through before you, in a sense, spend the money, take take the plunge, and put this on your property. So why? what are the things we need to be aware of? Well, I think they can add value to your property as opposed to putting an elderly family member in senior care, assisted living, which you're not going to get any of that back. So if you think about, if you if you're able to afford it, if it's something that doesn't, cause you financial strain, then ultimately you're adding value to your property. Even if your family lives there, you could host missionaries, maybe a a nanny, or maybe one day, you know, you move into that unit and your children move into the house and take care of you. I've seen a lot of these discussions recently that people are trying to figure it out because it's, you know, the most expensive part of your life, healthcare-wise, is that the, the last 10 years of your life, and so figuring out a way to manage it in advance is, is, I think, very, very wise. I have a friend that built a tiny house on their property and then customized it for what their elderly parents liked. And they just love it. Another one moved an Airstream onto their property. And uh, that was nostalgic. You know, it was kind of the era of their mom and dad's time anyway. And uh, they set it up where they could come in and out of the house as needed. And... Uh, you know, it's very, very affordable for them. And then if the parents don't need it, they can sell the Airstream. Uh, you know, there's there's a better return on investment long term. Now, the cons are uh, you could go into a lot of debt. If your family or your child doesn't have any way to pay rent, uh, it could be all on you. And so you have to be and you could have a bad relationship with your family that could cause a lot of problem at home. So you need to have some boundaries. You need to set financial expectations for both parties so everybody knows what's going on. Chuck, what about HOAs and things like that that might have to be taken into consideration? Well, there are laws in some properties. You can't move in an extra unit or even expand on that unit. So you do need to be careful before you just jump in there and say, this is going to work. Uh, I live in a, a community with only five homes, but we have an HOA. And so we, we would have to get permission to be able to do that. Yeah. So for somebody who is thinking about potentially doing this, they're like, man, Chuck, this is a great idea. I see how this could work out. I've thought about the pros, I've thought about the cons, but I'm not sure how to get started. What are, what are the things that you might want to consider or ways that you would get started in actually doing this? Well, I think you need to uh, certainly look at your finances, talk to your family members to be sure that there's alignment there and that the, if they're able to contribute financially, that there's there, there's a willingness. I just counseled a, a family who... The parents wanted to move in. Uh, They wanted the kids to build something, but the parents didn't want to surrender any of their income. They have Social Security, and they didn't want to pay anything. And so they had to come to an agreement like, how about a little help on the utility bills, some of the groceries, 
And uh, they came to an agreement, they, the family moved in, and they, they love it. But you also need to pray about it and just be sure that it doesn't strain the relationship between you and your, your family that's already there in that home. That's one of the biggest downsides is just it's a little tight and, uh, you know, people aren't used to living with each other in close quarters. I know when yeah. we went into a situation and having my daddy and our family live together, we wrote it all out. We wrote out on a big sheet of legal paper expectations. Here's what's going to be covered by which side of the family. And then everybody signed it. And that was kind of the binding agreement. So definitely things to think through because in the beginning, it sounds like, oh, pie in the sky, this is going to be super. And then everybody needs to kind of know uh, that we're coming and rowing in the same direction. If you ever have a question like this for Chuck Bentley, you can ask it. Ask Chuck. Crown.org is where you can connect with Chuck. And we'll put that on our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the morning. It's wonderful, Chuck, always to have you with us. We're very grateful for your partnership in the gospel. Well, thank you, Don, and praise the Lord for your son's decision. Uh, I was listening in this morning, and I just rejoice uh, with you that he's a new creation in Christ. Amen to that, brother. Thank you for celebrating with us. We have had quite the celebratory morning as we are lifting up the name of Jesus.